breakdown. And welcome to episode 102, part 3 of Geeksters. I'm your host, Ed. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently it's a horror. Made that song. Doesn't sound that good. Be aggressive by uh, Faith No More. <laughs> I completely forgot. You know what it was? It threw me off because for those people at home, I got to tell you, if you heard Ed laughing in the background, hey, look, let's start over again. Hey, let's do that again. Take two. No. Sorry. Wow. I, I fell apart here because I had to look at my sober palsy fit. <laughs> co-host Ed because if you heard the laughter in the beginning it would Ed okay a little behind the scenes right before you hear the music Ed does the classic television countdown from 4, 3, 2, 1 and he uses his fingers and you know at the at number one he does the point to go well around at around three I think he lost count because he started fumbling with his fingers like he was having a cerebral palsy fit I was just throwing my fist yes it was like he was role playing, role playing die. <laughs> <laughs> so that had Ed kind of laughing and made me chuckle, and, and it was just like oh, it kind of fell apart there at the end, and me forgetting to hit pause at the end of the show and right into the horror fest that is known as part three. Apparently, <laughs> <laughs> you okay, Ed? Yeah, you recovered yeah. from your fumble. Yeah. All right, back. All right. <laughs> It's alive. <laughs> Too busy jacking it to Hello Kitty. <laughs> Your hand went numb. That's my little pony. <laughs> that better not be Twilight. It better not be Applejack. Applejack's mine there. <laughs> no, it's Twilight Sparkle. Okay. Her she gets around. Yeah. <laughs> she was going to be married, and then she did all these pictures. Applejack's is mine. <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah, so welcome to part three. If this is your first time listening to Geeksters, and this is your first episode, please Excuse the intro. <laughs> Go back and listen to part one. Who listens to that order? <laughs> I mean, not, not, not that we're going to stifle you. Maybe your creativity level is maybe you find part three funnier than part one or part two. So you like to start off with part three, but, you know, all right, whatever, start part one. You know, it's like reading the last chapter of a book before you start reading it. Well, we'll see if it's good or not. Yeah, well, all right, whatever. <laughs> I want to see who did it. <laughs> the butler. Yeah, then I'll go for the adventure for the ride. Yeah. Read the story. I might die. So all of a sudden, I'll, never, I'll lay on my death and go, who did it? Uh. <laughs> That's why I read the last page. The hook? So, um, yeah, so here in part three, we give you nerd news. And uh, this nerd news ranges from exhilaration to tearful goodbyes <laughs> to um, a little behind the scenes of who's on everyone's top five list of freebies <laughs> famous freebies i guess they're called famous freebies or they're, they're like uh i don't know are they you know yeah your five freebies yeah that's what they're called yeah yeah oh you people in relationships know what we're talking about <laughs> those of you who don't google it i'm not explaining it to you i want us to hold your hand the entire time grow up <laughs> get a job cut your a, hair get a job i mean they're starting to pay right now <laughs> 
<laughs> You've been supporting your asses for 101 episodes already. <laughs> About time you go out and get a job. <laughs> go out. I know this shit's free, but come on. <laughs> yeah. Be, be, a, be a, you know, carpe diem. <laughs> what now? <laughs> With Len, seize the day. I know. <laughs> rare, rare. I've seen the movie. That's all. It's only Latin I know. <laughs> it's only Latin I know. How about Experiellum? <laughs> what are you doing, Harry Potter now? <laughs> That's kind of Latinish. <laughs> it sounds Latin. Forget it, guess. Forget it. <laughs> Thank you, Kevin Smith. Forget it, guess. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So, well, uh, hope you enjoy the news that is all fit for nerds. Nice. <laughs> Just came to me, Ed. I almost bought it. Yeah, it came to me. <laughs> now for the news that are fit for nerds around the world, it's time for Nerd News with Ed. There you go. That's yeah. all you need. Yeah. So see you at the end. And we're back, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to Geeksters Live on AquanetRadio.com, iTunes Radio, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio. Just search for Aquanet Radio on those apps. All right. All right. <laughs> Sorry, I was adjusting the uh, pot, my, my, uh, you know. His pants. <laughs> yeah. After all that Hello Kitty talk. Yeah. yeah. I had a Hello Boner. <laughs> <laughs> He's one of the guys that went, now it's time for Nerd News. Nerd News. Our top story tonight is Danny Glover cast as Ultimate Spider-Man. Um, you might want to read read that name there. Donald Glover. There you go. Not Danny Glover. Not uh, the old black guy, the uh, young black guy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, uh, for more, former com- community star Don- Donald Glover has been cast as the voice of Miles Morales in the Ultimate Spider-Man, the upcoming Disney XD series, The Ultimate Spider-Man Web Warriors. So he's been Miles Morales. You, I, you know the history of, of this, but he's been around in the Marvel Universe since 2011. And uh, uh, Daniel, Dan, Donald, excuse me, Donald Glover. I gotta, I'm gonna make that mistake a lot tonight, folks. Uh, had started drink up, people. <laughs> has started a Twitter campaign because he wanted to really play this character for the series. So he got it. All right. You faltered there at the end, didn't Did you? Um. Story goes is ever since he was he wanted to play um, Spider Man in the movies. Yeah, like you know, so this is probably about as close as he'll get. You know, for them because I don't think Sony's ever going to go down in the Miles Morales storyline. At this point, I think they should because fucking Amazing Spider Man has been sucking balls ever since. <laughs> Give you know, him a shot. Give him a shot. And personally, I, I mean, I, I like. I remember when they killed off Parker in the Ultimate Spider-Man line. Mm. I was kind of like, really, just so they can introduce Miles Morales, who really, if you look at the character, looks a lot like Barack Obama. <laughs> Definitely, he looks like a like a young version of him. Yeah. So I think like in 2011 they wanted to go a little edgier, and they killed off Parker. Okay. Which to me was like, okay, you couldn't have just made like another Spider-Man character, like. You're kind of doing it now with Amazing Spider-Man by having Silk, the girl in the, like in the original Sim plot line that's going through Marvel right now, or I think it's probably wrapped up at this point. You find out that a girl was bit 
by the same spider that bit Peter Parker. Mm-hmm. But yet she was hidden away for some reason. I haven't read, I haven't caught up yet reading why and all that stuff. Right. But ever since she was a teenager, she's been locked up. And now she's kind of out, and apparently she's going to be teamed up with Spider-Woman. Okay. But she's now known as Silk. So I'm like, all right, you know, Pete's still around. You could have done that with Ultimate Spider-Man. But uh, all right, you know what? What the hell? What, go for it. Yeah. Apparently, Miles is a pretty big character. I have yet to... I've read the early Spider-Man, like the transition part. Mm. And I'm like, all right, you know, he's not a bad character. I'm into it. Uh, I like the costume a lot better, the black and red. Mm. It's nice. I think it's kind of cool looking. Uh, I would like to see him on the big screen because I, I think the kid... Number one, I, I'm a fan of community. I liked his work. Mm. Um, so I kind of feel like, you know, yeah, give him a shot. But what the hell? Since he's been kind of campaigning since... It, since he ever, since Community been popular, he's always said, "I would love to play Spider Man." You know, um, so you know, it's nice that Marvel, at least the casting directors at Marvel mm. or who make that show, right. kind of was like, you know what? Probably never see him on the big screen, but this is the second best thing we could do is by have him be the voice. Yeah, and who knows? I mean, if the character picks up, spinoff. Like he could be, he could be the Kevin Conroy for Ultimate Spider Man. Doing it for 20 years, you know, wow. that kind of thing. Like Kevin Conroy has been doing it since the 90s. Yeah. You know, so yeah. why not? I mean, you know, even if he ages, his voice won't change much. So why not? Yeah. You know, like have him just be the permanent unless they, you know, decide to go somewhere else. But I think he'll be fine. Okay, cool. Yeah. So what else is your next one, Arid? Chloe Moritz gives up on Hit Girl and Kick-Ass 3. Yeah, uh, yeah. This is a kind of a you know sad story a little bit. Not really sad, but it's just the fact that since uh, you know people would rather have downloaded uh, Kick Ass Two than go see it in the theaters, they lost a lot of money. So that's why they, there's no really no going to be any sequel. Well, They're looking for sequel because the distribution companies have to prove like basically with box office releases. This this is a whole. Well, this happened with Expendables Three yeah. that they like two point two million people supposedly download Expendables Three. And it lost, apparently, like, $22 million because of it. Yeah. You know, so, like, that... Remember when we were doing the box office releases, we forgot to mention that, that instead of being number four, it might have been number three or number two. Two, right. Like, it could have been a potential of being a bigger box office draw if people didn't pirate. Yeah. Or at least stream it down... They didn't watch it illegally. And I read the article. She was kind of... She looked at it more from, like... Like, she doesn't think there's going to be any third... Like, even though there's a Kick-Ass 3 in the comic books, mm. and I, I haven't read it yet, so I don't know how it ends. But she was just like, you know, probably not, you know, because of the fact that who's going to... You know, that piracy for the second one was a big enough issue that the budget might not be there to make a third one. Mm-hmm. But you know what? I'll be honest. This is the movie business. If she got hit with, hey, you know what? We'll pay you... Five million dollars. I don't know what her going rate is. Let's say, let's say it's a couple million bucks. Right. If they go instead of giving you two million per movie, we'll give you five million for this movie. She'd probably sign up and say sure. Yeah. If the script was good and if it was faithful to the the comic book. Yeah, but as of right now, she's yeah. uh, she's she's sadly saying that she's not going considering doing another. Yeah, and I, I can't blame her. So, I mean, also too, I think like age has to do with it. I mean, I was I was recently watching parts of Kick Ass Two on HBO. It's it's on there. Uh, channel, so I, I'm watching here and there, but I haven't really seen the full movie yet, all the way through. 
but I mean, like you could tell she's getting older, you know, like kind of. Like, well, yeah, she's seventeen. I think almost eighteen. She's right. supposed to be a high school student, uh, you know, which is still plausible because she's seventeen. Yeah. I don't know what time frame Kick Ass Three takes place, but I mean, even if she was like in her, supposed to be in her early twenties, I think she could pull it off. I think, I think me personally, I think what it has a lot to do with is um, she's a bigger box office draw now because of those movies. She might, she might like price herself accidentally price herself out of doing those movies. Yeah, you know, not by on her own because that happened to. Um, forget what uh, that's what Kevin Smith was talking about, like him as a director. Mm. That what happened was is that he people were paying him, like yeah, he's a director. But because he was directing movie after movie after movie, his, you know, p- instead of saying, hey, you know, all I want is like $500,000, they're going, oh, no, you can't, have, you'll get $2 million a movie. You know, you'll get $2 million to make this movie. Yeah. And he's just like, why? It's the same, I'm doing the same job, you know? And that he said he found himself being priced, he priced himself, he inadvertently got priced out of the ability to do films. Mm. Because... His movies don't traditionally make a lot of money on the screen. It's usually the back end that, that where most most of his money's made. Yeah. So to be paid X amount of dollars to do a film that's only going to gross maybe like thirty to forty million dollars on opening weekend, mm-hmm. and him being responsible with the cast and the crew to be maybe for like a third of that or a half of that, most most companies kind of feel like well that's not really a success. Yeah. You know so. You know, who knows? Maybe all that will change with talks coming out in um, September. Yeah. You know, so, all right, well. Speaking of directors, Ridley Scott gives updates on those Blade Runner and Pro- Prometheus sequels. Yeah. Um, the Blade Runner 2 was kind of a bit of a, of a surprise for me. So he's he's actually gearing up for a new film called Exodus, Gods, and Kings that's coming out this December. Exodus, yeah. It's the uh, Moses movie with uh, Christian Bale. Yes. So uh, the 76-year-old director is also talking about doing another movie on his plate. It's called The Martian. Uh, while he was talking about that, he, of course, jokingly, they were talking about Harrison Ford and breaking his leg. And he said that, yes, the script for uh, Blade Runner 2 is ready to go and that everything seems to be like greenlit, ready to be made. They're right. just waiting for scheduling to work on that one. And Prometheus, he says he's not 100% finished writing it, but uh, he wants to make up for the first one. He said that there was a lot of mistakes that he thought that he could fix. Yeah, like maybe the whole idea that it's supposed to be a prequel to Alien, but it doesn't take place on the actual planet (laughs) (laughs) that they found the alien on. Yeah. Yeah, that kind of, there was a lot of little things that were, So look forward to those in the future. Um, I'm actually looking forward to seeing Blade Runner 2. I'm kind of curious to see how they did handle it. Yeah. You know, because apparently, like, well, not in rumor. It's not a rumor, but more. There's a version where you find out that Harrison Ford's a replicant. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he can't be. Like, if it was a, if it was a back-to-back kind of thing, you could buy that. If it was, let's say, 20 years in the future yeah. or 30 years in the future, and he still looks that young, and you'd buy that he was a replicant. But now that he's old Han Solo, you know, <laughs> it doesn't really work that well. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm... I'm well, did they I'm, establish if the replicants can age? No. No, they never did. Okay. They can only go f- five years, three years? Uh, Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's because that's... um, If you remember, I think it was a five-year because of Rutger Hauer's character never really died. He died on his own. His programming shut down. That's where he's sitting in the rain. I have seen things... 
you couldn't even imagine. Right. You know, and then he time to die, and that was it. That was it. So Harrison Ford really didn't stop him. He stopped himself. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Yep. All right, what else? How about this? The Antichrist will rise again. A new Omen series is heading to TV. TV? TV. Are you ready for this, kids? Yeah. So they got, they're going to do a six-episode series on... You ready for this? June. The Lifetime Channel. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Lifetime's been fucking really doing some wacky shit lately. You know, I, I so look forward to uh, the Lizzie Borden movie on Lifetime, and they they screwed it up. It, it's just not the right channel. They're not ballsy enough to make shows like that. Well, the, the, that movie, they're doing that Saved by the Bell um, unauthorized biography movie, I think. Mm-hmm. It's them. Um there's a problem that they, they just cast the Aaliyah biography movie, which the family of Aaliyah is kind of going, we don't want this movie being made. Stop. Apparently, they're doing a Britney Murphy. I was just looking at Facebook. They're doing a Britney Murphy storyline, story wow. like biography. If you remember her, she was yeah. the girl who did, I think. Yeah. You know, um, It's just like, really? Lifetime? Like, uh... I yeah. thought she died because of the prescription she was taking in her Weight change because she would gain. She and her wisdom. husband happened to have died of the same thing. I think they were oh, playing. Exactly. Okay, they were playing with uh, right. well, their I prescriptions I really, a little I really too followed, hard. I didn't really follow too too much. So anyway, yes. So uh, where was? I? Oh, here we are. So it will follow Damien as an adult. Um, yeah, wasn't that called uh, um, Omen Three, the final chapter? Yes, <laughs> yeah, he got into politics. Didn't yeah, he? he was in politics. He was running for. Pre- he was going to be running for president. Go ahead. <laughs> well, now you lost me. Lose my space here. here we go. Sorry, but it's on Lifetime, so he'll be fighting for women's rights. Sure, he'll be anti-abortion. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, that's 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 what the it, it that's basically it. It doesn't really get it's too too specific. It's it's like because they don't really know anything. Right. It's right now all Lifetime's going. Yeah, yeah. You know what? Um, we're going to be making the Omen again. Lifetime brings you Omen because it's about women empowerment. <laughs> oh, actually, there's a little bit more here because apparently there's a red flag. There's a, the word "romantic" is in their description. Romantic, which, yes. So is is it will be romance in Damien's life? <laughs> it wouldn't. You know what? I'll be honest. Makes sense. I mean, yeah. if you, obviously the devil, if he's the devil, he'd want to have a spawn. Yeah. You know why not? I mean, it worked in. Well, he is I, the spawn of the devil. No, he was supposed. To, well, yeah, I guess he was. Yeah, he was the son of Satan. Yeah. So why wouldn't he want him to? You know produce offspring you know next thing you know there's i'm sure beelzebub wants his grandkids next thing you know there's al pacino going i'm a fan of man (laughs) well it's 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 it's, i'm a humanist executive producer is glenn marazas pronounce it correctly he was the showrunner for uh, most of season two and uh, season three of the walking dead so they think he's capable of of handling excuse me damien's life so um yeah, you know what? I would say yes if it was on AMC. This is Lifetime. Yeah. I, I can't, so I can't really, I, I don't know. I'm on the fence. Yeah. You know, it's just. I think it's a bad idea all around, but uh, what do I know? Everyone likes a good, you know. But Lifetime? Yeah, it's a thing. <laughs> I'm a fan of man. I'm a humanist. It's like watching uh, Showtime on ABC. <laughs> 
<laughs> what was that movie? What There's Spartacus on uh, sci-fi. Sci, right. <laughs> well, there, yeah, they're taking the Stars Channel version, yeah. <laughs> All right, here we go. You ready, oh, hold kids? On, hold on, oh, hold on. Still going on something else? What are we looking for? Um, I'm trying to get the have uh, trying to get the uh, the look, but don't touch, touch, but don't taste, taste, but don't enjoy. That speech, <laughs> one of my favorite speeches. It's it's over the top, Pacino at his finest. Let's see if I can uh, we can zoom in on maybe what we expect in the Omen TV show. Well, I'm no puppeteer, Kevin. I don't make things happen. Did you ever see this movie? No. You never like saw that. Devil's Advocate? What did you do to Marianne? Free will. It's like butterfly wings. Once touched, they never get off the ground. No. I only set the stage. You pull your own He strength. plays the devil, by the way. What did yeah. you do to Marianne? And Keanu Reeves. John? He's a hotshot lawyer. In here? God damn it! What did you do to my wife? Well, Bad Southern accent. Yes. That was Southern? On a scale of one to ten. Ten being the most depraved act of sexual theater known to man. One being your average Friday night run-through at the Lomax's household. I'd say, not to be immodest, Marianne and I got it on at about... Lavon. Fuck you! Oh, 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 got me! Got me! Yes! Wow! Oh, oh yes! Yes! Step on up, son! Come on, that's good! It's <laughs> all like in shock and heart. He's like, I don't know what's that going on. That's the last thing to go. That's the final hiding place. It's the final fig leaf. <laughs> Who are you? Who am this I? This is where Al Pacino does a parody of Al Pacino. Never lost a case. Why? What do you think? <laughs> Because you're so fucking good. Yes. But why? Because you're my father. I'm a little more than that, Kevin. I'm Awfully hot in that courtroom, wasn't it? What's the game plan, Kevin? It was a nice run, Kev. Had to close out some days. Nobody wins them all. What are you? Oh, I have so many names. See, call me dad. <laughs> Maybe it was your time to lose. You didn't think so. Lose? I don't lose. I win. I win. Lost his accent there. That's my job. That's what I do. I rest my case. Who are you carrying all those bricks for, anyway? God? Is that it? God? Well, I tell you. Let me give you a little inside information (laughs) about God. God likes to watch. He's a prankster. Think about it. He gives man instincts. He gives you this extraordinary gift, and then what does he do? I swear, for his own amusement, his own private cosmic gag reel. He sets the rules in opposition. It's the goof of all time. Look, but don't touch. Touch, but don't taste. Taste, 
Don't swallow. <laughs> and while you're jumping from one foot to the next, what is he doing? He's laughing his sick fucking ass off. He's a tight ass. He's a sadist. He's an absentee landlord. Worship that never. Better to reign in hell than serve in heaven. Is that it? Why not? <laughs> I'm here on the ground with my nose in it since the whole thing began. I've nurtured every sensation man has been inspired to have. I cared about what he wanted, and I never judged him. Why? Because I never rejected him. In spite of all his imperfections, I'm a fan of man. <laughs> I'm a humanist. Maybe the last humanist. Yeah. So expect to see that in lifetime. <laughs> I love that speech. It's so over the top. Look, but don't touch. Touch, but don't taste. <laughs> Sorry. All right. I sit me in front of a computer like, yeah. You're like, do we got a show to do? I don't care. I'm watching clips of that on YouTube. We do a radio show. Devil's Advocate. Look it up. <laughs> All right. So what else you got? Lois Lane is getting her own young adult novel. Next stop for movies? You're kidding. It's like Lois Lane, intrepid reporter. Did you ever wonder what would happen if Lois Lane days as a high school student were reimagined? Oh, you're fucking kidding me. Young, let me finish. I'm still, I'm already going, no. (laughs) Well, DC's doing it anyway. (laughs) That's what it says, because it actually answers that question. And you said, no, it's all right. Well, DC's DC's doing it anyway. DC went, cry and your Batman cheats right now. (laughs) I mean, DC is fucking doing it. So they're just using a whole bunch of, like, Lois Lane in high school? I mean, wasn't that called Veronica Mars? (laughs) (laughs) Well, now it's Lois Lane instead of Veronica Mars. So next May... Castone and Switch will release a 300-plus page novel by Gwen Bond, starring as a teenage Lois Lane entitled Fallout. And here's the official description. Lois Lane is starring as a new life in Metropolis. An army brat, Lois has lived all over and has seen all kinds of things. Some of them defy explanation, like her near disaster when she witnessed in Kansas in the middle of one night so it's like Smallville. Exactly. But now her friend now but now her family is putting down Roots. <laughs> roots, yep, and the big thing, <laughs> thank you. I lost my spot there, but that's exactly it. And Lewis is determined to fit in, stay quiet, and fly straight. She soon steps into her new high school, though. She can see why she won't be that easy. Her group was well known as Warheads is making a miserable life for another girl in the high school. Wow. All right. I'm not going to read on because that's... Good. It it's, it's summarizes the plot. Yeah, that pretty much... Uh... So it's for like the Twilight fans. Exactly. Uh, yeah, or like I said, it, it really does kind of Smallville-ish because Lois was there with the whole thing in, in Smallville and then she went away because of her pa- parents and then came back because she's Chloe's cousin. I, just, I, I don't know. I don't know where to go with this shit. I really don't. All right. What are you looking for, Ed? Uh, you're going to need something in a minute, but we'll continue. Okay. Oh, my tissues? Yes. No, I can do it fine. I'll be fine. I'll be fine. Um. Okay. I mean, all right. I mean, you know what? It's funny. DC's getting slammed a lot for their weak female characters. Yeah. 
And instead of actually making Lois Lane and giving her her own, like, say, comic book, maybe to kind of help push that, mm-hmm. they're going to put it into a novelization form and hope that girls and people like buy it. Yeah. Because why? Because the Hunger Games are so popular. Sure. Why not? Why? Why? Why doesn't DC dip into the pool? DC wants to wet its beak, is what you're saying. Exactly. Gotcha. They want to get a piece of the action. Sure. I mean, all right. They they can't do it in comic book form now. Yeah. You know, because a lot of digital download crap and all that stuff. So they're like, you know what? Let's do it novelization. We're gonna force people to read. We're gonna force people to read. Apparently, it's Hunger Games, Twilight, Twilight, Harry Potter. Somebody's making money. Why can't it be us? We gotta do it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I get what you're saying. We get a piece of the action. She, we, we put her in high school, and then we make her ooh, ooh young. I like that. Yeah, we put her in high school, and then she inadvertently, or she's forced. To work on the school paper. Oh, I like that forced angle. Yeah, because let's say she got in trouble, and instead of doing like detention, she's got to do like the high school version of community service, and that is, you know, she has to be she has to work for the school newspaper, and that's how she finds her thing. That's how she finds her thing in life. Yeah, what you think? So she now gets she gets that trip the porter. Yeah, she gets into herself and all these wacky like adventures. Hey, wasn't that the plot, Veronica Mars? Who said that? that? Fire him! <laughs> this is an original. Give me, give me Grandpa White. I need him to take care of somebody. Anthony White, call him up. <laughs> he needs to get taken care of something. Yeah. So then she, you know, she's in she Metropolis High. Yeah. You know, and she's the reporter. And then there's kids causing trouble, right? And then she helps the little person. Yeah, with all like these, the like these big scandals. With the, with, we could do like one with the, the principal is uh, skimming money from the school. Yeah. Or, or maybe like the uh, the counselors diddling the girls on the side. There you go. Yeah. yeah. I like that story. Well, okay. That one down. That's sexy. We can get like it says a message too. <laughs> um, she has to worry about some drug dealer coming into her school. Oh. You know? And then there's some like. And then while she's growing up, she, you know, she hears like news from Gotham about. Uh, you know, like this poor kid who got her, his parents killed, and then ignites her to go like a little more deep, deep. And then it's like, okay, we'll call him Wayne. How's Wayne. that? Wayne, ooh, I like the way. Well, let's not make him poor. <coughs> I think because he has to make big news, it gotta be a rich kid. Yeah, because a rich white kid, parents getting killed, never makes the news. <laughs> <laughs> the poor ones never make it. No. The rich ones, they get splattered all over. Yeah. That 1% we gotta push. We don't hear much about them no more. No, no, they're nowhere. All right, I, I think we got a whole series here. That's right. We may even make four pictures out of it. Yeah, why not? Worked for Hunger Games, right? Oh yeah, that Katniss. Who's to say Lois Lane can't be Katniss? Oh yeah, Lois Laneness. <laughs> yeah, we'll just kick it, Lois Lane. <laughs> All right. All right. So uh, yeah, we're looking looking at a bookstore near you. <laughs> Sheesh. All right. What else you got? Here you go. Ready for this? Hold, hold back. Be brave. Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt marry. <laughs> no. <laughs> Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt were married on Saturday in a French 
Hamlet. (laughs) She was wet in her French maid outfit. I'm like, (laughs) where are the pictures of that? Where's People (laughs) Magazine's photos? French Hamlet of Korans, a spokesman said for the for the couple. Angelina thirty nine and Pritt, Brad Pitt fifty. Whoa. You didn't know they were eleven nah. years apart? No. Uh-huh. I didn't know he was that old. He's yeah, holding up for fifty. You're looking good for fifty. That's right. Uh. Saved the world from well, you know, helped with the zombie apocalypse at fifty. They went in a small chapel in a private ceremony attended by family and friends at Providence Chateau Mouveral. Oh, I can see that again. Oh, yeah, it was very, um, very private and very like what? It was a very is a non denominational civil ceremony that that they uh, were involved in. Yeah, all right. I mean, sure. They obtained the marriage license from a local California judge. <laughs> Guess we get married? Opens up his trench coat and there's a whole bunch of like, you know, <laughs> stuff. I got it's like I, on the roller. I, I got I got your 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 wedding license. I got your DUI papers. <laughs> I got I got all kinds of licenses. I got drivers, weddings, hunters, fishing. pulls up his sleeves. You want a Rolex? <laughs> <laughs> You want some nose candy for the reception? Yeah. I can cover that. I got a little toot toot. <laughs> Look, I even have bubbles that you, you people can blow as you walk out. Because <laughs> you don't want to throw right because that hurts the put that hurts the parents. You blow bubbles now. Hey bubbles, what's up? Hey, how are you doing? Sorry. I knew, I, was, I was just thinking that joke. I'm like, how can I fit the bubble joke in? Did you use to blow bubbles as a kid? Yes. Yeah, when he says he misses you. <laughs> <sighs> all, right. all right. So, I mean, all right. I Personally, I'm cl- kind of glad. It's about time. And But, you know, believe it or not. They did right by their kid. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they, he made an honest woman out of her. Yeah. Finally. But, you know, here's the thing. is like people are still bitching. I was like, when they announced it. Well, when it, you know, obviously, when the Facebook, you know, everyone's like, "Oh my God," you know, yeah. people were still calling her a homewrecker and stuff like that. <laughs> it's like, what? If you're still holding a grudge against poor Aniston, uh, Jennifer Aniston. <laughs> like, let it go. She's doing fine. <laughs> you know, just and if they've been together for this long, apparently those two were kind of meant to be. I mean, they were together for ten years. It's a lifetime. At Hollywood, in Hollywood standards, yeah, it's a fucking lifetime. And didn't Jennifer Aniston do it to uh, Gwyneth Paltrow? What's in the box? Um, he, he, he oh, almost I don't know. maybe, yeah. yeah, maybe. What's in the box? Yeah. What's in the box? What's in the box? Yeah, everyone, everyone, it's like uh, let it go, people. I mean, all right. Um, I mean, sure. A little part of me is like sad, but a little part of me is kind of like the guy had a shot with her. Like all of a sudden, <laughs> like all of a sudden, she's gonna wake up in the middle of like a middle of land in her super huge mansion next to Brad Pitt. Wake up, going. Oh my god! I made a complete wrong. I made a complete wrong choice in life. I need to find this guy, Sean. I need to find him out. He's a a schlub in Philly who does a low budget podcast slash radio program. We have a budget. Well, it's, I said low budget. It's so low, it's non-existent. <laughs> yeah. No budget. It's no budget. But you know what? I am drawn to him. He came to me in a dream. He is the man I want to be with. No, because my girl would cut her like a like a fish. My girl says, nope, I'm too pretty for prison. She would slice the Angelina Joel up, left and right. Look at my man kind of thing. 
I can feel for Sean because I felt that way when uh, they announced that Ange- uh, uh, Scarlett Johansson got pregnant. It's like, yeah. oh, ruined. <laughs> <laughs> uh. The miracle of life. Fuck you, that's ruined. Ain't tapping that ass now. I thought she was pure as a driven snow. <laughs> she still looked virginal to me. And I've seen those leaked photos. <laughs> That nice round ass of hers. Yeah, at least she gave us a gift and did a, finally did a nude scene before she uh, stretched her body untouched out. Untouched by human hands. I was talking about her leaked cell phone photos. Oh, you no, know, she... What is it? Under the skin? Beneath the skin? She's Oh, naked yeah, yeah. I tried watching that. I tried watching that. I couldn't get into it. So it it, it's slow. not it's not like species the way not they keep all. comparing it. Not okay. at all. I mean, it's real. It was really slow and really drawn out, and I could. I think I got like twenty minutes into it before I was going. I have no clue what's what's going on because she very rarely says anything in the movie. Wow. Just like I, I don't. I don't. Did I miss something? Yeah, but I have a digital copy, so in case I want to watch it again now. Because <laughs> when I bought the Blu-ray, it came with a digital copy, and right. then I, I traded in. You know, I sold off the digital copy to you know, the movie stop. And I still have the digital copy. And I'm going, well, all right. If I ever get bored and I got nothing to do, I'll call up on the computer or something. <laughs> now, but yeah. Got my tissues. Got my lotion. Yeah, now that you know that there's computer. nude scenes, you got to bring it up. Yeah, maybe I will. And then that will go up. Maybe I will. Because <laughs> Scarlet, Scarlet's on my list. She's on my list. <laughs> yeah, every, she, she's like a living Barbie hot, doll. Every hot. That Hollywood is not true. Who is not on your list? Well, it's easier to say who's on my list. <laughs> I know. <laughs> But I would, I'm challenging uh, you. Okay, well, obviously Angelina Jolie. Yeah. Mila Kunis. Yeah. Scarlett Johansson. Uh, um, is there really, uh, jo- Jovanovich? Mila Jovich. Yeah. Hey, you know what? Yeah. There's something gross she's about like, her. She's like six or seven. Mm-hmm. You like, know, she was one. hot when she was 12. Okay. No, it's true. She was much well, she prettier. she was a model. I mean, I thought she looked great. In, you know, she looked great in the Blue Lagoon, too. All right. I, then when she got older, there's something skanky about she her. She hit the wall at 14, Andy. <laughs> yeah, she did. Do you it was a hard did? 14. It was a hard 14. She's been modeling and she's been acting. It's a hard a 16-year-old model. Hard life. Hard life. Shows started, her. Started to bleed. I was like, oh, my God. It's gross. Start goes. I'm like, clean it up. She went yeah. downhill. Yeah. She looks like she's been around the block too many times. Well, she's pregnant. <laughs> she's pregnant, too, now. They're uh, postponing uh, the next, the, the, supposedly the final installment of the Resident Evil movies, uh, because she's supposed to, you know, because they were getting ready to film, they were in pre-production, and then they found out she was pregnant because her and her husband are, you know, he's the director, she's the actress. They're postponing it until after, you know, to start filming next summer. Okay. Yeah. You know, so. After stretch marks healed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have to get you know, over the serious thing about like who's my top five. I mean, I want to know who's not on your list. Like, what hot, 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 hot what actress is not on your list? Um, that's the challenge. See, but, that that, but see, but that thing is though, what's hot to somebody isn't hot to me. Right. Like um, a lot of people think, um, hmm. Like Karen Gillian, a lot of people think she's hot. I think she's cute, but she's not like okay, hot, hot. All right. Average, I think. Right, and then, but a lot of people go, "Oh my gosh, she's so gorgeous." I mean, she's pretty, but I'm not like, "Oh my god." Um, I don't know, Holly, Holly Berry. She's not on my list. Really? Yeah, she's pretty, but okay. she's not really like I'm not. How about uh, Uma Thurman? No, never found her attractive. Okay. Never, and she really annoyed me during Batman and Robin with the whole 
come up and meet me sometime. Batman thing. I'm like, oh. Uh, Lucy Liu, I, I think, is attractive. Okay. Some people don't. You know, I mean, I think she's attractive. There's something sexy about her. Um, Cameron Diaz, I think, sexy. Christina Applegate will always have a, a place in my heart. But I wouldn't say she's, and she's aged gracefully. Uh. But she's not. If you would have asked me when I was a teenager, she was number one on my list. Yeah. And then Angelina was number two. But, you know. Chris- role, role reversal. <laughs> well, Christina's actually kind of fallen off the list because I kind of now, she's more like that. Like, sometimes you have to put childish things away. <laughs> like, she's, she, she'll always be Kelly Bundy to me. And my, my love for her stems from my lust for the Kelly Bundy character. Yeah. But now that she's an, 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 an adult, a woman, you know, I feel like. 16-year-old me still wants her. Middle-aged Sean, eh, not so much. How about you, Dave? Any any, any chicks in the... Besides, you, have like a free, you have like a freebie five? <laughs> oh, you know, um, here's one on my list. Um, Laura Prepon. Donna from that 70s show. Really? <laughs> See? See? Well, Scarlet's on the top of my list. All right. I love Scarlet. Uh, let's see. All right, we, this is, you know this is only like an hour long. We, I, <laughs> okay, we'll, we'll we got thirty on. minutes. I got more news articles. We'll go back to it. I don't want to say Laura Prepon now, especially because no, she's the because um, I watch Orange is the New Black. Yeah, as the brunette, whew, super hottie. See, look at her. Yeah, you know, I mean, I liked her when she was a redhead too. Like I was totally. I'm not really a redheaded kind of guy, but I was like, wow, another one on my list. Um, Deborah Ann Wall, the girl who played Jessica in True Blood. Okay, she's now going to be um, she's not going to be Liz Allen in the Daredevil TV show. Oh, cool. Oh, all right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, she's uh, she's she's in my she's in my list. Who's that X X Men chick from True Blood? Uh, Oh, uh, Anna Paquin. She's hitting the wall real quick. I thought she was cute as a button, and now she's like, what's happened? In five years, it's like, what the hell did you do to yourself? Sometimes your perspective on things is so... It's like, you, women are not allowed to age or have kids. No, it's just the way he says it. She hit the wall. Well... Did. I don't uh, think she was that attractive to begin with, but all right, you know. I thought she was cute when she was younger, like <laughs> five years ago. <laughs> well, actually, it was two thousand when you, you know, you were talking back then, like when she was then in her newer movies. And I don't know if you've seen the movie Trick or Treat. There's, she's been in a lot of stuff since since uh, her. What was she? Rogue. Yeah. Well, yeah, she, she, yeah, she was famous before Rogue, actually. Right. So and she was. You know, in, she was in a lot of things. Oscar nominated or Oscar winner. And, hey, uh, it's not, an, for it's the not a superhero movie. I still want to <laughs> use her front teeth as a bottle cap opener. <laughs> <sighs> oh, my girl just posted a picture of her final tattoo. It looks good. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Forget a sequel and prequel, Underworld's getting a reboot. What was that? <laughs> Too soon. Too soon, exactly. I what? Agree. What? Forget a sequel and prequel. Underworld's getting a reboot. Oh, I, I, you know what? I guess the third one, the, the last one, didn't the do four, so well. Yeah. Um, it's Awakening. That's what you're. Yeah. That's why 2012's Underworld Awakening features, you know, blah blah blah. Uh, they decide to go with a reboot. 
Corey Goodman has is hired to write a script for the reboot. His, so credit include, his credits include the 2011 Priest and the upcoming Vin Diesel film, The Last Witch Hunter. <sighs> I, you know what? I'm going to... For me, like, to me, what's, what was good about the uh, Underworld, like, at least the first two, mm. you know, I, I'm assuming the guys wrote all four movies, the same guys who wrote all four. Yeah. Now, I mean, all right, what the hell? Vampires are still popular, still hot. I don't know. I mean, I liked it. I liked the first. I thought the first two were excellent. Right. right. Yeah, but I mean, I did I did like the prequel. I did like it. I mean, was it like oh, you knew what like, was going to happen? Right. It was already all established. Yeah. So there was no surprises in the third was, one. Yeah, it wasn't like. And the, the fourth one was but just that's a hot the thing. mess. Like, you know what? Though I I appreciate that because sometimes they they people go yeah yeah you know the whole story and we got to give you something more to appreciate and then they fuck it up with that with that one thing and you're like you know oh I never do that. But it sounds stupid, like like the whole fucking Minichlorians in the first three fucking movies. Right? <laughs> right. You know, the Star Wars, you're like, fuck! Always yeah. goes back to Minichlorians <laughs> for us geeks. Fuck! <laughs> so anyway. For me, it'll always be Anakin building yeah, so, Park 3PO. That's so, my, like, what? <laughs> that I didn't mind. That, that, one, really? that one I let go. That one you didn't that, hold. That is- Flag on the play. Hold, put the show on hold just for a minute. You had no problems with Anakin Skywalker... Being the person to create C-3PO? Not a problem. What? Yeah, that bothered me. <laughs> and and his mommy's <laughs> robot happened to have been R2-D2? Come on. Or his wife? Well, that, but not only that, but then to wipe out 3PO's memory and not, and R- not R2's? R2's? That bothered me. That, bu- Yeah, because the whole time R2's going, fuckers, that's Vader. Vader's in. Like, and everyone, 3PO. What if it's six million languages and who apparently can bitch out, understands when R2-D2 is bitching about something, yeah. but chooses to ignore him. He's like, probably going, hey, 3PO, guess what? Your memory was erased. Guess what I know? Vader? That's Luke's father. And it's, what are you talking about? Eh. Dude, trust me. You're, you're, you're rusted bag of bolts kind of thing. <laughs> fuck you. No, not fuck me. Fuck you. Okay, Goldenrod. I hope you get shot in the chest. And, <laughs> and if I was a Sith... I would be injecting myself with midi chlorines if that's what made me more powerful. I, he's got a point. Yeah. He's got a point. I'd be getting blood transfusion. All right. Anyway, what else? What other news you got? All right. I got two more. Okay. <clears throat> and then I have one, and then we'll wrap it up for night. I don't know if it's in there. Snowpiercer is the first Oscar screener sent to the Academy members. Wait, what movie? Exactly. <laughs> Thank What's you. What's the name of the movie? Snowpiercer. Snowpiercer? That's what it is. S-N-O-W-P-I-E Piercer. Snowpiercer. Okay, Snowpiercer. Thank you. Drink up, people! Ah. Right now someone's ah. fucking lit. <laughs> Boo it's Jun boasting Ho. a 95% fresh rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Boon John Who's Snowpiercer has become one of the most critically <laughs> held films of the year and now has been sent to the Academy of Arts and Sciences for consideration for the award season. For foreign language? Uh, I knew you were going to ask me that question. Uh, All right, never mind. Never mind. Because I, I know, I think Best Picture was one of them, and okay. Best Director, and blah, blah, blah. So it's actually more than just the foreign All language. right, well. But again, it's one of those movies that's like. No one's ever heard no of. No one's heard of it. But it has an all-star international cast. It has Chris Evans, Song Kang Ho, Ed Harris, John Hurt, Tilda Swinton, Jamie Bell, and a. Octavia Spencer. Wow, I got through those. So it, it sounds like the day after tomorrow. 
Yes. All right. It's, it's, it's yeah. It's about the Ice Age and global blah, blah, blah. Coming back. Oh, so it is the day after tomorrow. Yes. Except not more drama instead of action. Yeah, exactly. it's more artsy, fartsy, farmy. Yeah. It's, it's, it's the, what do you call it? It's the global warming version of the uh, happening. <laughs> <laughs> Where the trees fight back. Yes, he's looking for, he's, <laughs> he's if Bong John Ho is looking for best director, best screen adaptation. And Tilda Sweeney as Best Supporting Actress is three of the uh, the Oscars that he's looking... Tilda Sweeney, I think. Yes. Did yeah. I say it wrong? Yeah. That's all right. Yeah, because that's a surprise. <laughs> Come on. Drink it's up. Me. Drink up. Glug, glug, glug. Glug, glug, glug. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. So that's that's the... Uh, so that's your first contender for Oscars this year. That's right. Not going to happen. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so, all right. And finally. Finally, folks. Well, finally for you, but I have a humdinger that you I don't think you saw. This one, I think, will be a showstopper. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Here's a fascinating breakdown of J.J. Abrams' canceled Superman flick. Oh, I posted this one. <laughs> well, actually, I saw it before you posted it. Oh, okay. <laughs> this is like my first movie. I'm like, I'm like, Sipon's coming? I'm like, this is perfect. <laughs> so, these are the items that he was going to put into the film that you were going to miss. Superman Flyby was the name of the, the feature. And the feature was going to have an origin story that had Krypton in the midst of a civil war. Jor-El had corrupted brother and was at war with him. Kal-El's dad specifically picked the Kents for his son. Like in Smallville. Right. Yeah. Uh, Jor-El is still alive, and Krypton has not exploded. Okay. Superman is defeated and killed by four Kryptonians, including his own cousin, who knew Kryptonian Kung Fu. Yeah. <laughs> Learning of the son's death, Jor-El commits... <laughs> Do you want me to read it? Yes. Ritualistic. Here you go. <laughs> Learning of his son's death, Jor-El commits ritualistic suicide while in prison and meets up with Kal-El in Kryptonian heaven. <laughs> Kal-El is resurrected because yeah. he is cho- he's the chosen one and returns to Earth to defeat the four Kryptonians who killed him, having learned Kryptonian Kung Fu. <laughs> the- Did John Travolta write this? <laughs> <laughs> the movie would have ended on a cliffhanger with Superman going to Krypton. Earlier versions had Lex Luthor as a Kryptonian who could fly and also knew Kung Fu. In a throwback to the first Superman flick with Christopher Reeve, our man of steel circumvents around the globe to take out a mech. But why does he need to do that, really? There's a version of the script where Martha Kent is nearly raped by her landlord. That's awesome. I would pay to see that alone. Shia LaBeouf was approached to play Jimmy Olsen. Um, okay, well now, if it goes back that far, he was probably still a kid and even yeah. Steven, so yeah, yeah, he probably wouldn't have been the obnoxious prick that he is now. Right. Um, what do you guys think of Abrams taking Superman's flyby? Do you think we dodged a speeding bullet there? Yeah. Right. <laughs> I'm, I, I, this goes along the lines of last week, Sean and I were talking about... Uh, <clears throat> the whole uh, Superman un- Unchained or... Superman Lives. Superman oh, lives. the death of Superman Lives, the documentary that's yeah. coming out? Yeah. And also, like, other movie stars have missed famous roles. Like, we were talking about 
that night in front of the house. Yeah. I actually brought it to the show to kind of bring up like all these so, other. So he was, he, cause he was the one thing he kept saying was like, you wouldn't really want to see that movie being made. I said, no, I think it'd be a piece of shit. Like, I, I think it would be like one of the worst Superman movies ever made. Right. Of course, hence, hence Man of Steel was made. But that's another, <laughs> oh, that's another oh, argument oh. altogether. So we had this back and forth. So then, like like I said, I, I saw this and I'm like, oh, this is perfect. I mean, like, not only did I can't think of the, Super. the director's name. J.J. Abrams? No, not the other. Oh, Tim other. Burton? Tim Burton wanted yeah. to make the Superman movie, but also J.J. Abrams wanted to make a shot, take a shot at this. I, I you know I don't know if I don't know if he took a shot. It might have been one of those things because Warner Brothers was kind of hoping for the the hot new directors. Yeah, and he did have Alias. He did have you know because believe it or not, a lot of his shows were hits. Yeah, you know he did Felicity. Yeah, you know it was like all right, you know so he was kind of like a hot young thing. Plus also, uh, Tom Cruise being a fan of Alias. He wanted Abrams to to direct Mission Impossible three. Yeah, so it's that's what kind of helped him get his his ball rolling. But since I did say that magical phrase, huh. here's I got here, I got one for the final story over the night. See if you remember this tune. Oh yeah, I saw you posted it earlier. Actually, Sipon sent it to me a day before you posted it. I was like, ah, I was gonna put it on. Happens all the time, Ed. For those of you who are out there who don't know, this is the theme song from The Greatest American Hero. Now, it's a show that was very popular in the 80s. Yes. Um, I watched it. It was really... I have it on DVD. Oh, hold on, hold on. Big, big break. Believe it or not, I'm walking on air. I never thought I could feel so free. Flying away on a wing and a prayer. Who could it be? Believe it or not, it's just me. Who sings that song? Me. <laughs> <laughs> well, stop. <laughs> All right. So uh, again, this is basically. I would say it's one of the. It's along the lines. I mean, it was the first real kind of early original superhero shows. I mean, yeah. that wasn't a licensed product. Like you had Hulk, you had Batman, you had Wonder Woman, but this was a completely new kind of idea. Yeah, and it was, and it was, it was kind of a comedy adventure. It was, um, let's see, it was a 1981 sci-fi dramedy, which is being um, spearheaded by Phil Lord and Chris Miller, the directors of the successful feature franchise based on another 80 TV series by uh, Canal, 21 Jump Street. So, Lord and Miller will executive produce the hour-long action comedy alongside Cannell's daughter. He, he Jer, um, his Stephen J. Cannell, mm-hmm. during the 80s, you knew it was his TV show. Because at the end, it had a, it had that guy oh, by, that, yeah. by the, the typewriter. The, and and the he would sing in the paper. They did like the A-team. And it was like all, he was an icon of 80s television. He also made a couple appearances on Castle. The TV show Castle. Oh yeah, because I think like his nephew or something like that is like one of the executive producers of the show, and they thought it'd be funny since Castle's a mystery writer if he hung out with other writers. Uh-huh. So Castle's like um, when he had Poker Night, it was Canal. It was the guy who wrote um, Alex Cross, and there was like another famous like writer. They were all like buddies, and if Castle was kind of stuck on something, they'd be like, "Ooh, this would be kind of a nice twist." It'd be, they, in the early episodes, they kind of helped push the story along. Mm-hmm. Um, so 
these two are coming from basically to go back to this. It's the whole story is based around um, Isaac's a inner city teacher, and he discovers a superhero suit that gives him superhuman abilities. Unfortunately for Isaac, he hates wearing the suit and has to learn how to use it by powers. He hates wearing the suit and has to learn how to use its powers by trial and error because he quickly misplaces the suit's instructions. He also has to deal with a government handler who has a very different objective than him and struggles as to whether he should use his newfound gifts to help others or just himself. The original series created by TV legend Canales is and starring William Catt and Robert Culp aired for three seasons on ABC, which I have the whole collection on DVD, by the way. So do I, yeah. Uh, here's a montage of the show's theme song, believe it or not. But you know, it was it was it was a number two Billboard hit um, in the in early '81. Okay. So, and the Lego Movie writers, um, the writer slash directors, Lord and Miller, not only did they did 22 Jump Street and you know 21 Jump Street, they also wrote the Lego Movie. Okay. Which again, so far they've had a nice success of hits. Yeah. Enough to be like these guys want to bring something back to TV. Let's let's do it. Like they have a a good enough track record to be able to entrust, and especially when you get the creator's daughter, I think I kind of excited about it. Yeah. You know, um, just to give you kind of like some numbers here, they, the Lord and Miller recruited Rothman for Greatest American Hero after working with him on 22 Jump Street. Uh, the do a sequel, you know, obviously 21 Jump Street. Rothman co-wrote the Lord and Miller directed sequel, which has grossed more than $300 million at the box office. Um, Lord and Miller executive produced executive produced Greatest American Hero through their Lord Miller shingle, which has an overall deal at 20th Century TV. So, you know, I, I can't I, wait. I mean, I'm, I'll be honest. I just can't wait to see the, what they're going to do with this series because, I mean, it's just... I mean, I mean that's the thing though. It makes me kind of nervous a little bit though too, because it's just like I do remember a lot of that show because I did watch it when I was a kid. Through oh, others. I worshipped that. Show. Yeah, it was like one. Of the- it, it, I okay. How much I worshipped the show? I wish I, I was the greatest American hero for Halloween. I think two years in a row. Okay. Eleven year old Sean ran around and and twenty one year old Sean. You know what? If 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 I was thin again, maybe. <laughs> but I had the red tights. I had the red. You know, I had the red sweater. Basically, what it was, it was a red sweater, and I drew the logo myself. Uh, and you know, and I had I used the belt; it was duct tape. <laughs> and then my grandmother, God rest her soul, wore blonde curly wigs, so I was able to take one of her wigs and wear it as an eleven-year-old greatest American hero. Uh, I mean, tell me you have a picture I, of this. I don't know if I do or not because I'm I was eleven, so you're looking at eighty-one. My mom may have had it somewhere. But I mean, there is a picture. There, I'm, I'm hoping because I would love to pull that picture. Because I have to say, as a middle aged man, it was one of those. I, I'm. It's, I, it was not more of a costume, more of a cosplay. Yeah. Because it was, it was identical. I mean, I even did like the socks over the shoes kind of thing. I mean, it was because I lived by this show for some reason. I don't know why. I think I also had a little bit of cr- a crush on Connie Stevenson. Okay. Is it Connie Stevenson or Connie Sellers, the brunette in the show? The one who plays yeah, his wife. My computer's not working right, so. Yeah, because your mouse is fucked. Yeah. What's wrong with the, what's wrong with the mouse, Will? Need some batteries, man, I think. Oh, really? You should have just told me. I would have done this. There you go. <laughs> um, Connie, I'm going to say Connie Stevens, but you know, right now I think that's wrong. Paul Burnett, straight hair. I could picture her face. I want to say Connie Salga. I thought she was a blonde with curly hair. 
Now, I wonder if they're going to keep the same uh, idea where the spacesuit was created by aliens. Um, apparently, yeah. That's that's from what that that he that um that uh, article. Wow, completely blanked on the word article. Um, didn't go into more details than when I read or when I posted on Geekster's page, mm-hmm. um, or at least my personal page. I think because I was on the phone. I think at the time. Um, it looks like yeah, it's gonna be alien and based, and it's, it's basically the same story, just modernized, right? You know, so yeah. guys, like I said, I'm I I can't wait. Connie Selica, Connie Selica, okay, oh, yeah, it was Connie, Selica. yeah, Connie Selica, paid Pam Davidson. I love this show, like I said before, and I'll keep saying it. It was I lived. I think the idea, of, you know, superheroes as an eleven year old kid. You know, and being like a nobody, because that's what he was. He was just a guy who didn't really, like, he didn't want to be a hero. And he was kind of forced into it by the government, you know. And he was clumsy. He made a lot of mistakes. Yeah, because he didn't have the instruction booklet. And, you know, my one of my favorite episodes when he started learning how to do uh, telekinesis. This is kind of the, this this explains a lot about me. Um. The telekinetic episode. They're in. A, they're in a um, casino, yeah. and he's. They're playing r- a roulette, and he's got to try to move the white ball to the right number so they can win. Yeah. So the only way they could figure it out was he had to think, empty his thoughts, think white paper, right? Yeah. And as he's as he's trying to think, focus this, here comes his busty blonde in an all white dress walks right up next to him, and he looks. Looks down her trash and he goes, "Think white paper, think white paper, think white paper." You know, and it was like I just vividly remember that in my head. Like I'm like I, I now it speaks volumes about me. <laughs> but yeah, I think it's also to the idea of finding a, a a suit that you didn't like. All you had to do was wear, and and that was it. Yeah. Like it came with instructions. You know, like as a kid, I'm like, "Fuck, where do I sign up for that job?" Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know if I think it was season three. It was one of my favorite episodes. The aliens actually come back, and he tells them, "Hey, I don't, I, I've lost the book." They they finally give him a new book, and I'm like, "Yeah, I can't wait to see what he does with it." Well, the first thing he does is he shrinks himself down, like he's like a, a grain of sand is like a boulder, right? Mm-hmm. And here comes this ant, and it freaks him out, and he grows big again. Well, the book is lost in the sand. Right, because it's still small. And I was like, yeah. No! <laughs> yeah. And, then, and then they actually tried doing a spinoff like a couple of years later with The Greatest American Heroine. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, like I'll I'll, I'll let you buy the DVD. It might be in that, that box set that you have. Yeah. But they actually have the two-hour movie premiere of him. It's like his daughter. And she comes. he still has the suit. And she starts wearing it. But again, no instruction. So it was kind of more like a, fe- a female yeah, because, version. Because that's the thing. Once he put oh, on the I suit, I never heard of that. When he puts on the suit, he's the only one that can has the abilities. Because they've people have stolen the suit, or, or you know, like <coughs> make him like toy take off the suit and all, and they wear it, and they, they don't they don't have the abilities. But he's the only one that because right because he was the chosen one, kind of sort right, of right, yeah. But then his daughter apparently had because of the bloodline, I guess, was able to wear the suit, and yeah, it was it was it was cute. You can kind of see why it didn't go anywhere because it's still kind of rehashed. Now was the some of the car- some of the cast from the show on? Yeah, yeah. Robert Culp was still in it. Oh, okay. Um, Hinkley was in it, but I think they were just in it for like the first episode. Yeah. Like the first, like the kind of since it was a spinoff, you bring the original, and it was the eighties. Nothing else was much on TV, so you bring back the original crew to kind of propel 
the new character. Right. And it just, but it was, it was rehashing the same jokes except with a female character. And I don't think it really took off because, you know, once you see one joke, you've seen it a hundred times. So to rehash those same jokes are her having problems with flying. You're going, okay, that's cute and all, but I've seen it. Yeah. Like do something different. And and it just, it was like, it was like a pilot episode and it never went anywhere. I think either the, the, the studios kind of nixed the idea or it just didn't work because I think it was like early eight. It was like mid eighties. I think maybe early nineties. I think I don't, I don't remember this uh, at all. I can't believe I don't remember that at I'll all. Have to, I'll have to look at the box. Did they tell? Did they televise or did they scrap? Yeah, it? no, it was on TV because I remember seeing it on TV. Wow. Um, let's see, G R E A. Great. Uh, well, while he's looking it up, I did. I did have the opportunity to meet William Cat at a horror convention. Actually, he was uh, he was there uh, quite a few years ago. And uh, yeah, I was there with you. I'm the guy that took the picture. That's right. Two. Yeah, yeah. And that, I mean, he was the nicest. I think out of all the actors and actresses I've met, I mean, to me, he was the most because I remember I came up and uh, there was there was another guy, uh, a bunch of people getting in, you know autographs, and I was just waiting my turn. And then they finished, and I went up, and I, you know, t- we was talk, having a conversation oh. with them. And then this guy came up, like, you know, and he's like, "Could you, uh, when that suit could, could, could you get hit by lightning and survive?" You know, like, like literally, oh like one God. of those kind of guys. guys. And you know, and he, and he's kind of like, you know, like Williams, like looking at me, and I'm like, oh, you know, it's fine. And he goes, he goes to answer to, and he's like, I, he's like, I don't know the answer to that question. He goes, but to be honest with you, I'll, I, I can talk to you. But I'm I'm in the middle with, with with this gentleman right here. So could you wait your turn? So then he's like, ah, okay. And then the guy just left. So he's like, well, <laughs> that's I, so weird. I'm sorry, I'm completely wrong. It wasn't his daughter. Here it is. It was in 1986. Uh, apparently, it was season three, episode 14. You know, I don't know. I have to double check. Yeah, season three in 1986. I yeah. thought the first one was in 1981. Yeah, I mean, well, 80s TVs was so much more different. Huh. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I would think so too. Maybe they it's, try to bring it's, it back. It's IMDb, know. and so I can't, I can't validate the accuracy of this, right? Because it just says the aliens tell Ralph to find a suitable replacement for himself when his secret identity is revealed to the world. Much to Bill's disgust, he selects a woman to be his successor, and Bill is the Robert Culp guy. Yeah, he wanted to suit. Yeah, I remember that that he was felt like dejected that you know Ralph didn't say, "Well, you wear the suit." He be that's because he kind of knew that you know. Robert Culp's character wouldn't do a good job at it. But apparently it's got, you know, Connie Selica, Robert Culp, William Cat. I think the girl was Mary Ellen Stewart as Holly Hathaway. Huh. You know, I think that that was the character. <laughs> Not to go find it. When we get back to the house, we'll have to look at it. just to see. Uh, Brandon Tartikoff, here's a little trivia. Brandon Tartikoff felt that the ABC had made a terrible mistake in canceling the series and decided NBC should recreate it with a female protagonist. The pilot was not picked up, but it was added to the syndication rerun package. So maybe that's the reason why maybe season, um, maybe season th- three... three only had 13 episodes. Okay. And they figured, you know, let's round it out. Because it wasn't that back then. I don't know if they did the whole, you know, I don't even remember. I got to be honest. I have no clue how it, and it ended. Right. Um, yeah. A lot of shows back then didn't have conclusions. They just. Yeah. They just, yeah. Very few did. Uh, here's, here's a review. Um, it's It got one, two, three, four, six out of 12. I don't know. 
it was a cute retry of a great show. I was a huge fan of Greatest American Hero. I love the thought that they tried to redo it. But it just not, did not hold the same snap of the original series. While the woman was cute and looked really good in the suit, she was too flighty and too obnoxious. She was more annoying than, uh, f- more annoying than foiled to Maxwell. Um, I knew what they were going for. I just don't think it captured it. Had the show aired and progressed, maybe it would have improved. But it just goes to show you that you shouldn't rehash a show unless you have the same caliber of actors and writers. I also felt cheap, and by the way, Ralph had to give up the suit. It seemed like a cop-out. It was emotional, but it seemed like the show ended there. Then it went to the goofy girl. I'm glad that I saw it. It gave it gave some closure, but unless you're a diehard fan, it's almost passable. Huh. So, yeah, there you go. So that's kind of, I would say we wrap it up with that. Okay, sounds good. I mean, I, I, I'm all in. I, I'm definitely seeing it. Oh, yeah, no, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm going to definitely try and catch it and see, see what know. they deal with it. I mean, today. Especially with today's special effects now. Yeah. Like, There's so much of the more they can do with the show. I was a big V fan. I looked so forward to the V reboot, and I was so disappointed. Had some neat concepts, some neat effects, but overall, I see why it went off the air, and I hope this doesn't happen with Greatest American Hero. Uh, yeah. That's that's it. That's that's what I was trying to say. It was like uh, that's what kind of was like a little afraid of. The fact is, is that can you relive that moment again? Like that for that time, it was one of those shows because I mean, again, let me though back then superhero things like movies or things didn't really do as well right you know especially in television i mean they last like wonder woman three seasons hulk got six seasons uh in the 70s um and i'm trying they had those amazing spider-man but they were made for tv, TV movies. movies right that they did like one a year type of thing right but like like oh shitty special effects because it was like oh. yeah but they were great for kids I great loved for it. kids i mean yeah. again being a spider-man fan as a they, kid it was they, great they like two captain american tv right. specials you know with red brown i think it was but those was those type of things where you know they, they weren't as popular they weren't like they didn't have a lot of staying power. Like they didn't make they because it was comic books were still for kids. Yeah, I remember right. When, right. when they did Bill Bixby meets um, Daredevil, where it was actually Thor and Daredevil. Yeah, you know, I think uh, and I think Kingpin might have been played by um, the guy who plays Gimli in uh, oh. Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Indy, my friend. Yeah, you know, I think it's, I think he plays Kingpin. I think, but it was more like a courtroom drama with the Hulk and you know. Daredevil, and I remember right. Thor, him being with Thor in one episode, but it was like, you know, I, you've seen the meme a couple times on, you know, old Hulk and old Thor. And old Iron Man would look like a like yeah. robot. Like a yeah. List. yeah. So, I mean, I think today, in today's market, I think it could do well if it was done in that same kind of comedy slash vi- drama vein. Yeah. You know, especially with special effects. I think writing has gotten better. Well, it's just, it's just that older generation watching the show, you know, because it's like, okay, what, what are they going to do with it? And all of a sudden, like, it's not the way you remember it. You're like, yeah. oh, you know, then that's, you might, it might lose its market share just because people aren't going to watch it because the older crowd that watched it when they were kids right. now are going, no, I'm, I'm out. Like, like, like I, I saw I, the first couple episodes and I'm out. Yeah, but the only thing you kind of hope for is that maybe, like, in the 21 Jump Street kind of vein where... They, I think that they got lucky because I didn't expect 21 Jump Street to be as funny as it was. Mm. And for 22 Jump Street to be just as funny, if not funnier, to me, it was like, you you actually, one of those few moments where I think you got lightning in the bottle twice. Yeah. So, and Lego movies are a great movie. So I think that they're they're going to be respective to the thing. And I also think, too, it's, it's not, it's like TMNT where, you know, a lot of, 
people our age aren't liking the actual movie, uh. but their kids are loving it. So maybe they're kind of hoping for that kind of a appeal where mom and dad may not like it, but the kids love it, and the kids will buy the comic books or the kids will buy the the figures or yeah. you know. Like me, maybe there'll be like there's a, a, a future me out there who's for Halloween's gonna be greatest American hero because I was the only one doing it, uh, red tights and all. Yeah. <laughs> huh. So, I see we wrap it up. Call tonight. See everybody next week. Yep. Um, next week, hopefully Erica will be back. And yeah, she's just, she'll be back this. Yeah, week. I can't wait to hear her Dragon Con. We'll stories. probably you know I mean most likely we'll figure out some kind of you know. Now, she, I remember she did mention something. She'll be at the Smithville Walk Art Walk. Uh, on Saturday, the 6th of September, the day before. So she'll be back before then. And uh, so if you want to catch her there before the show, you can. <laughs> okay. Ask her a million questions. Um, but until then, um, go to our Facebook page, Geeksters, and like us. Go to our Twitter, at Geeksters, and follow us there. Or on Instagram, at, at Geeksters Radio. Um, don't forget if you catch us live. If you're, well, if you want to hear... You want to hear a rebroadcasting of this show? Um, I think Aquanet Radio does it every once in a while. Yeah. Um, but we ourselves actually break down this week's episode into three parts. Yes. With bonus material, <laughs> little intros and outros that you know some people say are just as funny, if not funnier, than the actual live stuff. Yeah. You know, um, you can go to wordswithgeeks.com to download it there, or iTunes to download it. It's free. Just like this is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, or on our Facebook page, Geeksters, there is an about and where we have a list of all our stuff. Where all the, all the websites you can go to or podcast uh, directories that you can find our show. Uh, are you going to be uh, plugging anything, Dave? Um, I just want to uh, give another shout out for uh, Roxy and Me by Potent Media. And I also did a movie called Ghost Box by Maniac Films. Keep your eye out for both of them. They're going to be great. Okay. <laughs> but if you want to contact Sean and anything we talked about, I just want to talk to him. You can talk to him at Sean at wordswithgeeks.com. Or if you want to contact Ed, you can contact him at Ed at wordswithgeeks.com. And of course, even though she's not here, you can contact Erica at Erica at wordswithgeeks.com. You can go, ooh, they talk bad about you. <laughs> so, yeah. So, on that note, folks, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye, everybody. Hey, everybody. It's Sean. Hi, Sean. And I'm Ed. Hey, Ed. We and you're Dave. I'm Dave. <laughs> and you've been listening to Geeksters. Wow. Come and knock on our door. <laughs> We've been waiting for you. <laughs> Where the kisses are. Nerds and nerds and geeks. It's Geeksters too. <laughs> do, 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 do. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we hope you enjoyed the show. Um, not much to say. Kind of wrapped up on its own. Uh, you know, believe it or not, we're back on the air. Yeah, it's exciting. <laughs> so, um, if you want to catch us live, you can uh, on Sunday nights from 7 to 9-ish Eastern Standard Time. For those people around the world, adjust accordingly. You know, while you're getting a job. <laughs> you know. <laughs> not that kind of job. You know, get a job and know how to do your math. You can go, if I'm in England and they're five hours behind me and they started at six, that means we start, I should really listen, tune in at 11. It, and the thing is, the math is really not that important. I mean, you know, you could be a podcast host like Sean. That's right. <laughs> I'm smart. S-M-R-T. <laughs>
And it's M A R D. I'm thinking, did he? Did he? You never saw the Homer thing? God, that's a that's a clip. God, Ed really thought I sold it that well, huh? Yes. Acting. Thank you. PS spin. Nominees for podcaster announcers are Sean from Geeks. I'm smart. S M R T. Oh wait, S M A R T. I like to thank the Academy for this golden microphone. <laughs> I wouldn't be anywhere without my mom and dad for fucking. <laughs> and, you know, I was once just a gleam in someone's eye, just a sperm in a ball sack of life. And then, bam! Birth. Blam! I like to thank my co host, Ed, for being a sucker for. <laughs> For letting me talk him into doing this <laughs> and for believing the words that are coming out of his mouth. <laughs> I like to thank my agent, Shicky. <laughs> my lawyers, do we cheat him and how? <laughs> and peace out. <laughs> Drop them like a walkout. What, what? You know, big suck it to our competitors. <laughs> right now, the people are going, fuck, I lost it. Jesus Christ. It's not after midnight yet either. Okay, people are going, why do we listen to this show again? Oh, the dick jokes. <laughs> <laughs> Every once in a while, there's a nugget of humor. <laughs> We're like a shit nugget. Shut up, you. <laughs> I just love that he argues with himself. That's like the best. I'm sitting here in my bubble bath. I got the lavender bubbles going on. The soothing stylings of geeksters. And you gotta fuck it up for me. Stop harshing my mellow. <laughs> fuck you, man. I'm gonna listen to Hollywood Babylon with Kevin Smith. They're funnier. <laughs> yeah, so, all right, so there you have it, folks. Uh, listen to us live on AquanetRadio.com, iTunes Radio, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio. Just search Aquanet Radio in those apps. And don't forget to go to Geeksters' Facebook page and give us a like. Or go to Twitter and follow us there at, at Geeksters or Instagram at, at Geeksters Radio. But if you want to contact, uh, well, actually go to WordsWeekGeeks.com and iTunes because it's free to download. Yes. Everywhere else is free to download as well, but those are kind of like our main ones at iTunes. And wordsweekgeeks.com. Or you can go to the About page on Facebook or the Where to Find Us tab on our wordswithgeeks.com website. Wow. <laughs> You're like all over the place. That's right. Well, also, we are mobile as well. Our website, you can go to wordswithgeeks.com on your smartphone and listen for free there as well. Wow. Uh, Stream us live. Right up our own Is site. Is it Yeah, I guess whatever. Where <laughs> I could download you and keep you forever. That ain't true, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but if you want to contact Sean and anything we've talked about or just want to talk to Sean, you can contact us, Sean at wordswithgeeks.com. The camera feels officially embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> it's not over yet. <laughs> Christ. <laughs> if you want to listen to Ed, you can contact him at, at wordswithgeeks.com. Or you can contact Erica at erica at wordswithgeeks.com. <laughs> That's Ed's doing the old. I'm going to sound like a professional broadcaster. 
Hey, welcome to the show. Hey. So is this because I mentioned while we were off the air that Don Pardo passed away? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's how you... That's your professional... I'm, try, I'm trying. <laughs> I'm trying to break this up professionally. I'm, try, I'm trying. At least I can say for you, you dick. <laughs> All you're doing is farting and burping and making up shit in your head and, you know... <laughs> Oh, I'm the professional one. It's going to have when the time comes and we split up. Like the VH1 behind the podcast. You'll <laughs> be old and you're like, Yes, I got to leave that. Because Sean was so unprofessional. And he just never stick to rules. And never stopped. Forte! <laughs> and then you cut to me, you know? Like, I got the whole ZZ Top beard. <laughs> and because my, you know, Stacy's 20 years younger than me, she'll have, like, all the kids running around. And she'll <laughs> still look fine. We're like, yeah, that's right. I didn't go off script. I just went off script a lot. You know why? Because it was such a tight ass. <laughs> you know, always a stickler for the rules, man. <laughs> didn't know how to let things fly. Back then, it was like the wild, wild west of podcasting. Apparently he turned into a hippie. Yeah, <laughs> he got older. Yeah, man, became a pothead. You know, just kind of laid back on my farm with my kids and my animals. You know, my girl opened up a tattoo shop. You know, just living a good life. <laughs> that Ed man, still busy trying to follow the rules. He's trying to bring rules to the wild, wild west, man. That ain't right. Yeah, I farted. Yeah, I burped. But it was funny. It smelled really good. Made me hungry. That's right. Bacon and cheese. Ew. Ed, no, man. He had to stifle my creativity. My ass had legions of fans. <laughs> there was music to their ears. Because they always get the response, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> the only fans we could find were three people. <laughs> Two of them were dead. Yeah. <laughs> the other birds was my sister. <laughs> yeah, I listened to the show. He was funny. Once you know. in a while. Once in a while. I mean, I had a family of my own. I couldn't listen all the time. It's not like I could, you know glued to a TV, a monitor the whole time, but I listen to my iPod occasionally. You know, my kids like him because it's Uncle Sean. He's funny, you know, played video games and stuff, but. <laughs> VH1's behind the podcast. <laughs> then it was that time Ed got really drunk and he threw the microphone across the room and then you know we got <laughs> he hit Erica and killed her <laughs> yeah that's what that's when we knew it went downhill <laughs> great radio great podcast made us put us in the stratosphere of all you know a whole new thing a live murder on yeah, on air <laughs> something you never heard before and we became like this underground internet sensation at three to five <laughs> Got off in two for good behavior. He was too busy crying. <laughs> they had to kick him out because he was crying every night to sleep, waving up the other mates. <laughs> it worked, didn't it? I tried to go on my own. You know, after Ed was in jail, you know, every once in a while I tried to do like simulcast podcast, you know. But you know, it just didn't work out. It just didn't I work out. I did not have to run the board. And then they, they didn't have to run the board. After I finally got, you know, a friend to learn how to code a board. Then you cut to like an episode where you're behind bars and it's, hey, live, you're listening to Geeksters. I'm your host, Sean. <laughs> Apparently, that's it. And what's in the nerd news? 
I don't know. I haven't left my soul. Apparently I got married again. Next week I'm going to get traded for a pack of cigarettes. So needless to say, the cuts out the house again. Yes, needless to say, the show didn't last long after that. You know, who knew Ed was the glue to hold the show, the whole show, pull the whole show together. Because <laughs> then after that, you know, and Eric and I just constantly yelled at each other. You know, and they just I felt, thought she was the one that was murdered. Hmm. Oh! Ed was set up. <laughs> it was the perfect crime, and you just gave it away. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Okay. All right, so uh, we'll see you uh, next week, folks. That was wonderful. Bravo. I loved that. Oh, it was great. Well, it was pretty good. Well, it wasn't bad. Well, there were parts of it that weren't very good, It could have been a lot better. I didn't really like it. It was pretty terrible. It was bad. It was awful. It was terrible. Get him away.